last time on Oz Hour. Okay, last time on Oz Hour, Johnny B. Do It, he does the thing and disappears. And then they go on their little boat on the desert, crash lands. They somehow manage to fly up onto a, a land. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. And they're there on land, and then all of a sudden they see this cute little pond, and they're like, oh my god, it must be the truth pond. And uh, fucking, what's his name, Button Bright, fucking slips in, then the shaggy man jumps in, and all of a sudden they got their heads on right, and they're like, woohoo, yeah, let's keep going. And then on their way, they meet Belina, and they meet TikTok, and now they're in the Winkies, and they... Uh, uh, do things with the Winkies and t- the Tin Man. They go to the Tin Man and they start eating. And <laughs> they, once they're done, they decide that in the morning they're all going to go to Oz. The end. Done. Hi there, and welcome to Oz Hour, the only place where you can hear everything you never knew about the wonderful and strange land of Oz. That's right. With the help of some alcohol, we will be discussing each of the 14 books in L. Frank Baum's Wizard of Oz series. Today, we will be continuing with Book 5, The Road to Oz, covering chapters 16 through 19. We're your hosts, Blake Stone and Wyatt Swigum. And joining us, as always, is our resident Oz initiate, Hannah Aguirre. I am here. <laughs> you always have the facts just lined up. Someone's facts gotta... number one. Bueno. <laughs> Fact number two. I am here. Um, Hannah, you just played last time on where you recapped what happened last time on Oz Hour. How long did that actually take? I didn't write it down. That was 57 seconds. Okay, 57 seconds, less, yeah, than, a less than a minute. Weird. I actually I did write things down there, so I don't really know what grade to give you but um he's not called johnny b do it i think you were thinking of the song johnny be good yeah that's just johnny do it and that's the first thing you said yeah i think the first first things out of your mouth were johnny be do it (laughs) (laughs) so you were eager to get that out there i I thought that was the name the truth (laughs) pond is located in the center of a ring of trees you just said they land there's a cute little pond it's actually kind of creepy um also i don't really know what you said at the end there but Sure. <laughs> at the end, you said, that's how you do it. And I mean, it was so confident. That, that, that's the truth. That is the truth. Yeah. And I have a few edits to that. I'm fine with that. You did okay, you did okay kid. Yeah. <laughs> Good work, kid. Thank you. Well, as usual, Papa Wyatt went ahead and whipped up some cocktails for us. So what are we going to be enjoying? Tonight. Papa. Tonight. Papa. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, we are drinking a Blueberry Dream, but that's berry spelled B-E-A-R-Y, so like the Mm. mammal, Um, the recipe for which you can find on our Instagram at Oz Hour Podcast. Let us slurp. Mm. That homemade syrup is delicious. Mm. That shit's thick. That's thick. That's like a frosty. I really like that. Chapter 16, Visiting the Pumpkin Field. So, you might remember that, like, last time, like, Button Bright fell in love with TikTok, and he wanted to wind TikTok up next time. So, we're starting this episode uh, first thing in the morning when they all wake up, and that means that TikTok needs to be wound up. So, uh, Button Bright's like, can I do it? Can I do it? And Dorothy's like, yes. 
And you can do it. This is enough winding to get them to the Emerald City, apparently. And it's a little confusing to me, just because of like yeah. the times that he's wound down before, and like yeah. how often does he so really need to be now? I think yeah, he's is faking. there a limit? It confuses me because I'm like, I don't know. I'm just saying, there's no consistency. Well, maybe no. they have a. I don't know, actually. <laughs> <You're> see- <laughs> that was okay. You're such an apologist. <laughs> you have to do your research. <laughs> so Alfred Baum like takes some decent time telling us that the Tin Woodman and TikTok are both made of metal, but they are not the same. Oh do not God. dare think they are the same. Oh my. He <laughs> he's like one is living, one is machine on the inside. One is tall, one is short and round. One of them is capable of being loved, and the other is unlovable because he might as well be a sewing machine or an automobile. This sounds racist. It is, it is a little bit. Yeah. Loving TikTok is worthless, but the, <laughs> but the Tin Woodman is like your guys' skin is made out of the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. No matter <laughs> what the... size, no matter what shape, no We're matter all what's the inside. Same inside. And... Honestly, L. Frank Baum gets like a little poetic here in like a really weird way, and he says, "Perhaps it's better to be a machine that does its duty than a flesh and blood person who will not. <gasps> For a dead truth <gasps> is better than a live falsehood." Yeah, Jesus. I looked it up to see if that was a reference. Got red for life. (laughs) It's like it's really like beautiful, but also like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't know why TikTok said. That's That's what L. Frank Baum said. That was just like that was just descriptive text. Yeah. What? I know. (laughs) (laughs) So he's just like making a statement. Yeah. Oh my god. He just he was on the trolley and he had that idea and he was like, I'm gonna put that in the next book. It's gonna be (laughs) in the next book. But they begin their walk to the Emerald City, and around noon they get to this large field of pumpkins. Yellow pumpkins, actually. Which I feel like pumpkins are a yellow orange, so I don't Uh, know if he's just exaggerating. I haven't seen very many yellow pumpkins in my life. I've seen white and I've seen orange. Ripe. That's true. It's Uh, August. Okay, but like Alfred Baum does go out of his way to be like, the pumpkins are appropriate for the land of the Winkies because of how yellow they are. And it's like, okay, you're trying to justify putting Just pumpkins. Say in. lemons or you something. Know yeah. Like use something that's, that's there's actually a very actually there's a very yellow. important reason why we're using the orange pumpkin. Well, the first thing we see is three little mounds that look like graves. And they're like on the outside of the field. There's also a headstone on each one, which is really giving the grave vibe. So Dorothy sees the graves and she's like, what the hell is this? And the Tin Woodman tells her, well, this is Jack Pumpkinhead's private graveyard. (laughs) Bom, bom, bom. Private graveyard. Ever heard of it? I don't want him back. (laughs) (laughs) Dorothy says something a little insane in response. She says that she thought that no one ever died in the land of Oz. And I don't know who told her that. I don't know. Why does she think that? I was never told that. Uh, if that was is true, that why she's been wait, so wait. chill this whole time? Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. well, she, 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 she acts like death, she yeah. doesn't care about death. He's so right. In the first book, just off screen, 
a munchkin told her, hey, no one ever dies here. And that's why she's been so chill this whole time. You know what that munchkin must have told her? Because Nick Chopper was a munchkin once upon a time. And what he tells her is what he must have learned from the munchkins, which is nobody dies in Oz. But if one is bad, then he may be condemned and killed by the good citizens. What? What? Martial law? <laughs> they just all just rally around them? Do they stone them? Yeah, I was going to say. This seems very like medieval kind of. Insane. Yeah. It's in- insane. <laughs> I Okay. And it it's like wonder, becoming a whole new lore now. Yeah. Are there public execution grounds in every city? Yeah. Like, because that's, that's the only way you can die. Because they've been hiding they those. Kill you. The so, fact yeah. they haven't seen anyone right. get executed yet. But maybe people know. They're all buried. They, they built the Emerald City on top of it. <laughs> 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 but here's the thing. Like, that just, like, got that big reaction from us. Dorothy doesn't give a fuck she's just like "Mm, what do these gravestones say and she just goes and reads the gravestones doesn't respond to that horrible thing no reaction yeah she says oh look gravestones and she goes and reads them uh they say something interesting each of them some things that are going to lead into a timeline discussion that i am not looking forward to having with everybody Uh because of the complexity Hmm. so she runs up And each of them say pretty much the same thing. The first one says, here lies the mortal part of Jack Pumpkinhead. Spoiled April 9th. So So we have a date. April 9th. April 9th. Is when he died? Well, that's the first one. That's the first one. So Dorothy goes to the next gravestone. And it says, here lies the mortal part of Jack Pumpkinhead, which spoiled October 2nd. So that's like... What, six months later? Okay. The third one says, here lies the mortal part of Jack Pumpkinhead, spoiled on January 24th. So that's like three months later. So they're pretty equidistant. And that's all they say. And Dorothy is like, oh, poor Jack. He had to die three times. And she's pretty sad about it. Like, apparently, even though she met him once and he was fine, and even that didn't make sense. Okay, yeah. but also, the Tin Woodman just told you the only way anyone dies in Oz is by being condemned to death for terrible crimes. And you're saying, poor Jack? So sorry he had to die? <laughs> if you die in Oz, it's- you're a child murderer. You've been condemned. But what if your head is something that can get rotten and spoiled? Well, what if indeed? <laughs> <laughs> what if I indeed? Have, um, I have some questions. <laughs> <laughs> I remember last time you had <laughs> questions. Because the Tin Woodman, in response to Dorothy being like, poor Jack, poor Jack. Tin Woodman's like, oh, you'll meet Jack again. He's still alive. He's a farmer now. His house is right here on this very pumpkin this field. This is his farm. This is Jack Pumpkinhead's farm. Jack Pumpkin so Farmerhead farm. he is, everyone's fine with him now if he hasn't died from being condemned? Yeah, because well. like, we'll learn a little bit about it. We'll learn about it. He has okay, not been it'll... murdered by a screaming mob. Though. Okay, okay. So, so Tin Man's a liar. The Tin Woodman <laughs> kind of gave some yeah. incorrect information. 
Um, so they go to this big hollow pumpkin in the distance, which has a door and windows cut into the rind. Yeah. Jack Pumpkinhead's house, you guessed it. <laughs> Giant pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> like, they peek, insane. They peek inside and that Jack Pumpkinhead. That kind of seems like, um, like cannibalism. Like, it, right? Well, it's been like scraped you're gonna and put, hollowed out. You're going to put your head... I just... I feel he's a weird he's only it. alive though because of the powder of life. None of these pumpkins, like that's can true. Be yeah. even They're not like actual people. Pumpkin. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there's a chimney through the stem of the pumpkin. There's steps up to the front door. They go to the door. They look inside, and Jack Pumpkinhead is just sitting inside, in his blue trousers and spotted vest, just snapping pumpkin seeds at a target across the room. Yeah. He's just sitting there. Just doing absolutely fucking nothing. Just Sounds living right. his He's life. the time of his life. I guess so. He's snapping those seeds against the wall. He so that's good. He has a house. He has property. Yeah. It's the shape of his head. That must have been expensive. He has his dead bodies in the backyard. Yeah. He has his little private graveyard. <laughs> but Dorothy exclaims. And she's like, oh, why? It's Jack Pumpkinhead. And I'm like, Dorothy, you Don't. fucking knew what was going to be around the corner. <laughs> you Don't were told. act surprised. You were Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so when she says this, I just want to think about who's standing there with them, right? Like it's polychrome, you know, the shaggy man. And then there's little three foot tall button bright just standing in the doorway. Yeah, they kind of really. Uh, and yes, it's a diverse, diverse group. group. And I don't think anyone's paying attention. <laughs> that was the diverse first time group. me and you that was Jude's, have matched. Diverse group. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving TikTok. <laughs> so imagine your little baby button bright. You're three feet tall. Dorothy says these words. And Jack Bum- Pumpkinhead, who is a six foot tall pumpkin monster stands up from his bed where he's been sitting turns around his smiling face is four feet above you and he takes three giant strides across the pumpkin house yeah and all the while he's like dorothy doesn't like it he hates it (laughs) someone protect him where's toto is he still saying bow wow (laughs) but now it means hi oh no he hasn't met him my dog's at (laughs) so button bright yeah does not like it but in the end honestly he takes to jack pretty quickly because he likes jack's stupid looking face basically yeah he has that carved face and button bright's like you must be nice crazy this has happened like in every chapter how how alive is he right now is he like no he's fine like he's brand new he's fine yeah his pumpkin looks looks totally he looks great and you'll we'll we'll Um, get to that in a second so dorothy is like oh my god jack pumpkin how you're alive i thought you were buried in three parts but now i see you're just the same not the same. He has a new head. Yeah, he says, this is my fourth head since Ozma sprinkled me with the powder of life. Now, wait a second. Since the moment that Ozma, as Tip, brought him to life, he has only had four heads. Three of them are in the back 40 buried. So that means his current head is his fourth head. And all the other ones happened between like April, October, and January. Which is less than a year. So and that now means we're in August twenty first. And then now we're in August. Birthday? Yeah. And so it's... 
It's been an, a year and four months-ish. And the last head that was buried was in January. Yeah, yeah. And the first one that was buried was in April. So I guess that head could have lasted for four months, let's say. I guess it was pumpkin okay. season when maybe it pick, has to do with like... It. Maybe it has to do with like the weather outside or like maybe he like... I mean, he also went like, swimming in the first book or in his first book. Yeah, exactly. He was like full of water and shit. Yeah. But like the bugs, like he lives in a pumpkin patch. Like yeah. maybe some like things happen and he rots quicker or yeah. slower. Either way, though, at the I would say at the most, he has had that head for two years, probably, I guess. Because if it's August now, if he had had that head, his first head from August Till April and then April till October and then October until January and then now his new one till August again. That's two years. That's yeah. two years that Ozma has since Ozma created Jack Pumpkinhead. They so honestly, that gives us a context. They need to make him like a paper mache head that they can just repaint because Dorothy yeah. does ask Jack like, well, what about your other heads? What happened? And Jack's like, well, when my heads spoil, I bury them and then Ozma carves me a new one. But Jack had to wear his first head longer than he should have. Like, his first head started getting all wrinkled and hollow and nasty. But it wasn't pumpkin season. Yeah, so he had to just season. keep it on, yeah. which so is disgusting. That's why he's devoted his life to becoming a pumpkin farmer. So, really, he could change his head every freaking day if he wanted to. Yeah. But oh, that'd like, be interesting. <laughs> but he changes his head as soon as they start to turn, basically. Yeah. Okay. So, it's the timeline really doesn't make any sense. Um, but some of the pumpkins, they grow way... Yeah, it way seems like there would be more heads. Yeah, because yeah. you could change it every couple of weeks. Yeah. I wonder if he'll put a new one on before Ozma's birthday. You know? there would, yeah, there would either be more heads or they would be more evenly spaced out between. Oh, yeah. Like, it just, like, it do- none of it makes sense. It doesn't make sense. Um, but some of the pumpkins grow way too big to ever be heads, which is, like, why he lives in a giant hollowed-out pumpkin, like Peter mm-hmm. Peter Pumpkin Eater. Um... <laughs> But Dorothy asks, like, well, you live in a pumpkin. Like, isn't that damp inside? Like, it sounds gross, honestly. <laughs> but he hollows it so well that it's just the shell. And uh, it, this current one he's using will be fit to last a good while longer. So who knows how many houses he's even had. That would be well, fun to good, compare to his head. question, too. Um, does he... Because I personally don't like moving. So that doesn't mean every time that your pumpkin rots, you have to like get rid of that one somehow and then get a new one and hollow yeah. that one out. It just seems like they, a lot of he work. He probably just like has the tin woodman come cut his current house down into pieces, throw it out into the woods, the animals <laughs> eat it, and then they just hollow out Ozma. Oh, well, Ozma makes his face, okay, I guess. That sounds very green. I like that. Yeah, yeah like they're it. composting it. Yeah. yeah, they're making it into mulch. I, but the other thing is he doesn't sleep, eat, or do anything. So all he yeah. does is flick pumpkin seed and make house. Yeah, he's so. not even bre- yeah, he's not even breathing in there. It's just yeah. the elements it's working only, their way uh, in this thing. Yeah. He's got a pretty um, easy life. Fucking bitch. But yeah. <laughs> Dorothy is like super impressed and she's like, Wow, like you're really doing it. And the Tin Woodman, just totally unprompted, tells Jack that he thinks he's much brighter than he used to be and that Jack's old head was a stupid one. Uh, Which the, of course the seeds in this one are better, as Jack puts yep. it. Okay. 
but Dorothy asks if Jack is going to the party, Lawson's party, and <laughs> Jack is like, uh, yeah, I wouldn't miss it for anything. Um, Ozma's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, he says, Ozma is my parent, and she made me, and I love her. So he's fully accepted, wow. Ozma mom. Way to go. And, but he's Whoa, like... Whoa, way to make me super nasty. <laughs> and you did call Ozma he. Hi, welcome to Oz Hour, where I promise I'm woke. <laughs> <laughs> but Jack is like, yeah, well, I'm actually going tomorrow because I need to water the pumpkins and do some stuff around the farm. But tell her I said hi, and they say they will. And that's the end of yeah. chapter 16, Visiting the Pumpkin Field. And Blake, what would you call that field? Visiting the Country Pumpkin. Chapter 17. The Royal Chariot Arrives. So as they go along, they see the yellow houses of the Winkies. And they're all kind of farmhouses. They're all spread apart. Because in Oz, apparently, the only place that's actually a town is the Emerald City. Yeah. So no other this city. is the first time we've ever learned this before. So there's never just clusters of houses or suburbs together, yeah. neighborhoods. They're all spread out. Everything's the middle of nowhere except for the Emerald City. When has that been the case? It's very medieval to me where like outside of the castle there's just farmland well, that's what about where like the peasants the live. Dainty China people that's true so it's like a neighborhood within well i mean it's kind of small it is the, small the okay so but I mean, that even wall the wall is huge they had to the climb wall was huge shit. so how big are those things even in munchkin land too like yeah there's like there's a mayor but there's not, or, uh, the richest is munchkin in the land spread out maybe. yeah well and even i'm having a hard time with it there's there's a lot of issues. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but there are no other big cities. So as they're walking, there's like yellow roses lining the highway. They're just like going down a road. Like all the farmhouses are really well kept. It's really beautiful. Basically, the whole point, it's beautiful. Like yeah. great place to walk. So and great. So as they're walking, you know, the shaggy man gets bored, curious, and he's asking the tin woodman, like, what kind of powder is it that brought Jack Pumpkinhead to life? Well, the powder of life, says the Tin Woodman. <laughs> Duh. Yeah. Yeah. He pretty much explains like the entire beginning of the Marvelous Land of Oz book. Yeah. Mombi got the powder from a shady sorcerer. Tip made Jack Pumpkinhead to scare Mombi. Mombi wasn't scared. She sprinkled the powder of life on Jack. Tip stole Jack and the powder in the dead of night. I will say all of it is without like uh like retelling of history like it's not like like everything that is said is like oh that is actually what we yeah, know to have for happened once l frank the bomb first, remembered the past exactly oh, the yeah. first time he even says like like the tin woodman even says like back when ozma was a boy named tip yeah like, oh, and wow. he was kept as a slave by the witch mombi yeah. like it's really everything is, shot is correct shot and he explains how the sawhorse was brought to life and then he explains how the Gump was brought to life, but he was taken apart right afterwards, so he doesn't exist anymore. Which, which isn't is true. Kind of glossing over history. I mean, the with gump, what we know. The gump is still alive. It's just a head. Yeah, now. it's not a full body, right? Like it's it's still in the Palace of Oz or of the Emerald City. Yeah. So. Well, I'm proud of L. Frank Baum for doing something right. For he us. might have yeah. read one of his books more than just the one time he wrote it. <laughs> Maybe that book um, was his favorite. <laughs> but the Shaggy Man, he's like, wow, you know. It's, 
It's really too bad you ran out of the powder. That seems like it would be really useful. Powder of life. Wow. Well, you shouldn't be so sure of that, says the Tin Woodman. Yeah. Basically. Here's <laughs> why. <laughs> oh, okay. my God. So the crooked sorcerer who Mombi got the powder of life from, he's the inventor of the powder of life. And, he, well, one day he fell off a cliff and was killed. Wait, killed? Like he died in the land of Oz? Like he died so in the land of Oz. Everyone thought he was bad and they put him to death. No, 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 no. Oh. no. He just oh. died by gravity, actually. Like, you know, oh. any person could so do. So he remembers something from three books ago. <laughs> <laughs> but he can't remember something from three pages ago. And neither can, insane. Neither can the Tin Woodman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so the Tin Woodman is like, yeah, like, but when he died, like... All of his possessions, like his closest relative was this woman named Dinah. Why didn't they just say he moved away? Well, okay, no, it's gonna, it's gonna, there's something gonna happen. So Dinah lives in the Emerald City. And after the death of the crooked sorcerer, Dinah goes up to the mountains where he lived and she brought away everything from his home that she thought would be valuable. Now, (laughs) it just so happened that she had a pet bear with blue fur, which, by the way, is the inspiration for our cocktail, the Blue Bear E. Uh, what the fuck did I say? Magic or whatever I said it was. But that bear choked to death on a fish bone. Yeah. So this bear was. Animals can die too. Yes. So animals good. can <laughs> die yeah. by choking to death on a. Fishbone. So again, not an angry mob of your peers. And ha- I'm just curious, has that happened in real life? A bear choking on fishbone? Do you think? No, fishbones are know. so small. Bears' throats are so huge. Well, they just chuck they, the whole thing in their mouth every time. If they were dying from fishbones, they wouldn't be eating fish. They wouldn't be as big <laughs> yeah. as they are. They'd stick to berries and roots. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Dinah does the sensible thing. Her bear dies by choking on a fishbone, so she takes her bear to a taxidermist, has the taxidermist butterfly shrimp her bear wide open, take all of its guts out, make the bottom of it leather, Ugh. lay it on her floor for something she can look at and step on. It's a bear bearskin rug. She yeah. makes it into a blue you know, bearskin rug. People do that with the bears they hunt. Yeah. What you do with your Not pet. Not usually you know? their pets. Yeah. yeah. When you know when the cat Gizmo dies, I'm gonna make him do a bath mat. Honestly, Gizmo would, <laughs> <laughs> would be kind of cute as a rug but i would i could not look at oh, that God. no i want i want the other cat poppy as a washcloth and i want the <laughs> dog skip as a beach towel as a wash as a beach towel <laughs> so dinah thinks that this magic powder is a moth killer so she takes it from the sorcerer's home and brings it to her house and she wants to keep moths out of her Bearskin rug. She loves this bear. Oh, That's yeah. why she made it a rug. So she just sprinkles what she thinks is a moth powder all over the rug. The rug <gasps> that's made of the bear that she loved so much, she made into a rug. Oh my god, I'm so scared. I'm you so be. scared. It's horror. She is in this moment, she's looking lovingly at the skin and she says out loud, I wish that this dear bear were alive again. And to her horror, 
to the her horror. The bear rug comes alive. No. And mauls her. No. No, it does come oh, alive. It does. <laughs> God damn it, you, you guys said, got me. You said you would never believe that you again. You said never. I know that a lot of people have been dying this book. It confused me. But it does come to life and it does give her a lot of trouble. The Shaggy Man is like, it gives her trouble. Is he in pain? So the Tin Woodman tells us. This well, is bear body here's horror. Here's the thing. Yeah. It's bear rug body horror. <laughs> because this rug that doesn't have like a center or like, you know, it now walks on four feet and it gets in the way. It's like a piece it, of like, paper. Gets, it gets yes. under her feet. It's like it one of the cards from Alice in Wonderland. Yes, that's exactly what I was picturing. Ew. But it gets under her feet. It, it, it scuttles like, around. Her it slips. Scuttles. Yeah. It follows her everywhere. And... It can't speak. So apparently it could before? So, okay, well, I don't know about that. But it can't speak because while it has a mouth and a head, there's no body with lungs to push the words out. Yeah. I have a few words oh, to so say. All of a sudden it's, we care about it. So it's just yes, a worthless, miserable creature. Can I say the gump? Or Tin Woodman. Jack, Tin Woodman, the Scarecrow, Scarecrow TikTok, yeah, literally Sawhorse, the China Dolls, the Mangaboos. ever been alive in this book doesn't have organs. No. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. The man telling this story doesn't have organs. He's hollow. <laughs> he has a sawdust heart <laughs> bumping around inside. Yeah. So why is he acting like he knows how lungs work? I Where don't your know. lungs show him to well, me? Well, he had lungs. Okay, don't... but they don't have them now? That's lung erasure, Hannah. <laughs> well, you know, the bear had lungs before, too. Yes, and True. did the did the bear use those lungs to speak? Because they're like, oh, I poor wonder. bear. Can't even talk. Doesn't have lungs. <laughs> Which, like, yeah, the guy's saying it doesn't have lungs either, but when that bear did have lungs, it was talking? I yeah. will say, the gump is the head of a gump, and it can talk after it's brought to life with the magic powder, and it has its mm. memories the from being alive. The bears so. in the center of the earth don't talk no so all they do is kill yeah all they do is kill, uh, kill but they kill can't no even go <laughs> not even that <laughs> um that was more of a cougar i'm sorry so oh, we got it i don't know bear sound the tin woodman says for that reason the fact that you know the bear comes to life and it gets in her way and it follows her around the tin woodman says for that reason and that reason alone not any of the things like that he said before about how the powder of life really came in clutch and helped us when we were trying to yeah. save Oz from a civil war. <laughs> he doesn't he, he forget all of that. Yeah. He says, for that reason, this bear rug following a woman to the supermarket. <laughs> that is why the powder of life is as good as gone. And you know what? No one misses it. Because this woman has a rug. That she should never have made. Yeah. That follows her around. It's honestly her own fault. It's it her, is own her own fault. fault. How dare you? The or powder of life. What's moth powder? The powder of life <laughs> flew First them. First question. The powder of life flew them out of an ambush and took them to the real world. But now there's a bear that walks <laughs> around on four paws and it annoys the woman. It's worse. <laughs> a nuisance. I can't. I'm a so nuisance. mad about this. Uh, I just kicked my mic. I'm so mad about this. <laughs> but around noon, they stopped at a farmhouse and there was a couple there who <laughs> was happy to give them a luncheon. Yeah, I don't know why any of this is happening. No, yeah. <laughs> it, 
it says this whole that. chapter is really like <laughs> I, if i had a thing to check my heart rate i would be checking it right now i'm like <laughs> it's not safe you need an apple watch uh, but literally all that happens is they go to the farmhouse have a luncheon they recognize dorothy and they like her and then they leave the house yeah, they go <laughs> on. It. They go on their way. They start walking again. Is it pumpkin? Is he's going with them? No, no, he's, no. Jack he's Pumpkin had, He's coming tomorrow. Yeah. Okay, he's got um, stuff to do. So not long after oh, leaving, no, there, not long after leaving the luncheon that we learn nothing about, um, they come to a bridge over a really broad river. Um, the Tin Woodman lets them know that this river is what separates the land of the Winkies from the Emerald City. So on the uh, other so they're side, close. yeah, they're well, they're fairly close. They're they're in the they're beginning to enter the broad, you know, diamond, I guess, of the Emerald City's lands because there's meadows, there's hills. It's all a beautiful green, and the bridge is kind of like high because it's such a wide river. And from the top of the bridge, like far away in the distance, they can see the spires and the domes of the Emerald City. So like they can see it, and everyone is just blown away. Everyone who's never seen it before is astounded. Oh, little by- button bright. He's excited. Yes. So actually, <laughs> in particular, the Shaggy Man gets quite emotional. He literally gasps. He's only seen sand. He's never seen like such a beautiful place sand. in his life. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a homeless person in the Kansas of the early 1900s. Yeah, and this is life is not so glamorous. No, pre Great Depression. This is about 20, 30 years pre Depression. Like 15? Maybe so. Annie takes place during the Depression. That's my cultural touch point. Well, when we see it at the Keller, we'll know. (laughs) (laughs) Polly's eyes are sparkling like amethysts as she sees the city and she just dances ahead. And she's like stopping to admire some trees because they have like leaves that look like ostrich feathers and they're shimmering like rainbows. She remarks that her father would love these and that they're almost as beautiful as his rainbows. And then she screams. Because at this moment, two huge beasts come out from under the trees. Oh, no. Either one of these could have eaten her in one bite (gasps) as a morsel. Polly is too scared to scream. She just freezes there, staring at these beasts coming straight for her. And Dorothy runs up and past her. And she hugs and kisses the lion all over. And <laughs> exclaims how happy she is to see him and God the hungry tiger. Damn it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's just I was thinking, I was like, was it the fucking Cordelia's? Oh, the Kalidas. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're still alive Good somewhere. Question. Yeah, there's other ones. Um, but no, Dorothy is so happy to see who is obviously our friends, the hungry tiger and the cowardly lion. The cowardly lion tells Dorothy, like, hey, like, so good to see you. We're doing really good. We're so happy that Ozma's birthday party is happening, um, which is a weird thing to say because Dorothy wasn't actually invited to Ozma's yeah. birthday party, <laughs> um, <laughs> even though she can go there every single day if she the wants to. The girls are fighting. Yeah. The hungry tiger, for some reason, Up weighs in. Same old bullshit. And he says, oh, there's going to be lots of fat babies at the party, but oh, I'm not going to eat any of them. And yeah. Dorothy's like, um, Gulp. yeah, is your conscience in order? And he's like, oh, yeah, like, it rules me like a tyrant. Like, wish I didn't have it. And Dorothy's like, shut the fuck up. You wouldn't eat a baby. Like, you're just yeah. joking. Like, I know you. Yeah. We but need to also, keep bright away from him. Here's the thing, Dorothy. Like, yes, he would. The whole point of his character 
is that he has a conscience, therefore he doesn't eat the babies. Yeah. She's like, well, even if you didn't have but a conscience, I'm sure you wouldn't. If he didn't have a conscience, he would be out there eating babies right now. 100%. That's kind of the I mean, whole... He says he would. That's the it's whole giving, point um, of the character. It's giving Alex... Or did I say this already? It's giving Alex from Madagascar. You might no, have said that, but that's did. a sore spot because we were supposed to see Madagascar the musical and the tickets got canceled. Yeah, I'm sorry. I forgive you. Just Marty don't let it happen Marty the Zebra is a again. racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the Capitol on January 6, 2021. <laughs> so no one... Uh, well, actually, no one's able to see Madagascar. No one will see it. It's canceled all over Everywhere. the place. Everywhere. Yeah. Fun. So, Dorothy calls Polly over and Polly is like... You have some queer friends, Dorothy. And Dorothy says, doesn't matter if they're queer, as long as they're friends. Woo! Uh, yeah. Woo! Yes. Hey, I like. I like. <laughs> I, so. That's honestly so cute, because honestly, all my friends are weird as fuck. <laughs> I, I, I get nervous in introducing new people friends. to other people. <laughs> uh, but she introduces the cowardly lion, and he, she's like, he isn't really a coward, but he thinks he is. But like, he got courage from the wizard, and the lion's like... <laughs> The lion is doing something interesting. He's doing this whole like I'm like Aslan from the Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, he's, being, he's like, like wise and now, proper. And yeah, he like bows to Paul and he's like, "Pleasure to meet you. I hope that one day we can be friends when we're better acquainted." He's not like, "Oh, Gorsh, I'm so scared." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no Gorsh in here. Uh, and the hungry tiger, who's really not hungry because he has plenty to eat. But Dorothy's like, "Oh, like, but if he was hungry, he wouldn't eat a baby anyway." And I'm like, so he's just a tiger. Yeah, then. She's like, he's not hungry at all. He has so much to eat every time I see him, he's eating. But then the tiger's like, oh, hush, Dorothy. Like, you'll ruin my reputation. Wink, like, wink. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, what you are, only what people think that counts in this world. And I think Polly looks like breakfast. And then Honestly? he bites her. No, he doesn't. He doesn't bite her. <laughs> <But> <laughs> you again. fucking said you would never fall for another one twice. I'm on my in toes. I'm at the edge of my seat right now. I'm fucking yeah. stressed. L. Frank Baum is like going through a depression on this one now. Yeah, it's getting interesting. But that is the end of chapter 17. The royal chariot arrives. And Blake, what would you call that? I would call that what chariot? Right, yeah, what chariot? <laughs> <laughs> chapter 18. The Emerald City. Have we had a chapter called The Emerald City before? Maybe. I feel like we must have. I feel like we Just almost certainly would have had to have. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they come to the Emerald City in but every pretty much book. Every book. <laughs> That's true. But so, either way. The Tin Woodman comes up. He greets his friends, the big wildcats. Um, Dorothy takes Button Bright's hand and she leads him to meet the lion and tiger. Button Bright is like, ha, no, <laughs> like he, <laughs> he is not like into it. He's seen a lot today yeah. already. Uh, okay. And that honestly brings me to a point though, because after a minute of petting the big cats and talking with them, Button Bright can't get enough. He's obsessed with them. He wants to stay close purr? to them. He loves yeah. them. And they're like, they're super nice. Every minute. He's but literally every single chapter we've done this. It's the same in this book where Button Bright is scared. Button Bright's obsessed. Button Bright don't know. Toto bow wow. But like, <laughs> it's literally just like. Like with TikTok, it happened too, where Button Bright was like, that's scary. And then yeah. he's like, can I wind him up? Can I wind him up? <laughs> like, he's just. Elfring Bomb is writing kid. the same chapter over and over again. Or and that. Oh, I'm, that's true, honestly. I'm here for it, though. The Shaggy Man, not scared of the Wildcats at all. He's just like, yeah, like, 
I think I'm getting the hang of how this goes around here. Yeah, he's like, you know, Dorothy's friends are all strange, but if she's cool, like, I'm cool. And I'm like, okay, I get that, but also, like, it's not like Dorothy's a fucking genius. No. Like, he shouldn't trust her about she's everything. She's a little girl. She's a little Tigers girl. and lions, and they're huge. But no. either way, he wasn't afraid. Toto, however, is super excited to see the Cowardly Lion. He's jumping up, yipping. So Toto hasn't ever met the Hungry Tiger before, right? And so what you think is like, oh, usually when Toto meets a new animal or even when someone's head gets turned into an animal head, he barks and he's really scary. Or, well, he's really scared. But for the Hungry Tiger, they just shake hands. They shake hands. How? Just by grabbing one another's hands and shaking. That paws are very different sizes. It's more like giving some skin. They kind of just do like a little like. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. Yeah. So that's great. They see each other. So, you know, everyone's kind of greeting them. TikTok and Belina, they see the lion and tiger every day. So, (laughs) I mean, they're all people, of course. They're just like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, how are you doing? Um, what are you doing here? We were the greeting party. Um, but the gang notices that the lion and tiger are hitched to a golden chariot. You They're- know, the one titled in the last episode or the last chapter, yeah. the uh, royal chariot. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Dorothy is. is like, oh, my God, it's Ozma's royal chariot. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, gold and chariot. green. It's the royal chariot of oh, Ozma. Yeah. The one we were talking about earlier but yeah. never brought up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the cowardly line is like, yeah, Ozma sent us to pick you guys up. Like, she figured you guys would be fucking tired. Okay, and also- keep in mind that the Emerald City is in full view at this point. Yeah. They've already walked all the way there. Before Ozma ever checked on them or sent anyone to help them. Well, he I'd be like, TikTok no thanks, I'll walk. <laughs> but also, Ozma doesn't want them to enter the Emerald City in like just their walking clothes, no. basically. She's like, I want you guys to ride in mm-hmm. on a chariot of a lion and a tiger. Because yeah. So like, she has a vision. You're yeah. exalted. Like, you need yeah. to come She's in. She's like, it's my birthday. Like Dorothy rides yeah. in. Entering it's my birthday, my and if you're coming in, you're coming <laughs> in on a lion and a tiger. I was like, But yeah, so they come along. Um, Polly is Pol- like, yeah. <laughs> Polly is like, whoa, like, are you royalty, Dorothy? Because, like, Ozma has, like, sent this chariot. And Dorothy's like, well, only in Oz. Like, I'm a princess here. But, like, back home, I just have to churn butter and wipe all the dishes when Aunt Em needs them to be washed. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, Polly, have you ever wiped the dishes before? Polly is like, no, dear, smiley face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's like, no, I don't know what dishes are. Yeah. I eat do and miss. Yeah. <laughs> Dorothy's like, yeah, well, that's what it's like for me when I'm in Oz. I like to play princess every once in a while. So yeah. all the kids, Button Bright, Polly, and Dorothy pile into the back of the chariot, and everyone else follows behind because I guess Ozma sent the chariot because they might be tired, but the shaggy man probably wasn't tired, apparently. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, Isn't that interesting? So Button Bright loves riding in a golden chariot pulled yeah. by these with big the animals. Cats. He tells Dorothy that he feels like an actor in a circus, yeah. which is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> he's going off. He's doing the greatest showman starring Hugh Jack when he's Dorothy on a wall, no life. 
<laughs> and what? That actually really sounded like he just went at the end. sounds like he sounds the same way in Les Mis. He's like, don't. Let me buy God on high. Let me buy Valjavert. He doesn't say let me buy. I don't know the lyrics to that movie. And that's the, all evident. The first, <laughs> the first one was better. Well, I've got a way out alone to buy. So, yeah. as they near the Emerald City, they pass various people who all bow respectfully to the gang. Um, and Belina, actually, she's not walking. She's not being carried by TikTok. She's actually on the back of the chariot, just going on and on and on, telling Dorothy all about her babies that she's had, who are all named Dorothy. Remember yeah. them? All of her mm-hmm. little chicks. She can't shut up about it. How old are they now? They're um, chicks. They're still little babes. They're still small enough that she calls Dorothy and they all come running. So they're not very old. They're, they're not so the little size. pom-poms. Little pom-poms. Do they... We're on book five. Did that happen book three? I don't know when she laid the eggs that she kept well, alive, but it seems recent. Yeah, like and when she, she saw Belina when she sees, last book. Yeah, when she see, when Belina oh, saw Dorothy book. this book, she was like, "Dorothy, I have great news. I have something super exciting to tell you." So the babies are new. They're okay. new. They're young. Okay. Um, but she's gabbing, gabbing all about her babies, and then finally the chariot comes to the gates of the Emerald City, and there's a man. <gasps> In green spectacles, hmm. with a key ring around his neck, who lets them in. And Dorothy's like, oh, the guardian of the gate. And I'm like, okay, why is he wearing green spectacles? Like, Yeah, he doesn't we, wear the spectacles. Like, we know why. Well, and that's like, that's the that's the soldier also slash general. With the oh, big long oh, whiskers. Oh. Like, why are you telling me that he's wearing ske- spectacles and you're not telling me that he's tripping over his whiskers? Because that's the same guy. So they pass inside the Emerald City and Polychrome exclaims in amazement because it's the most beautiful thing that could ever be possibly imagined. Which is saying something considering she's the Rainbow's daughter and has presumably seen plenty of amazing, insane things in her life. I would imagine being up in the sky. Yeah. She's seen yeah. everything ever made. Yeah. <laughs> both Basically. Sh- both she and Button Bright are totally overwhelmed. Button Bright can only keep saying... My, <laughs> and he looks all around like he's his head is darting from place to place because he doesn't want to miss a single thing. Oh, he doesn't have a fox head anymore. No, he's no. just a little boy going. Just a little boy. My, <laughs> going <laughs> Disneyland to the my. first time. Yes. <laughs> the Shaggy Man also has a human head again, and he is like, whoa, because like all <laughs> the buildings are gold plated. Like there's emeralds every. Like there are emeralds everywhere to the point where he's like. Oh my God, like there's riches beyond imagination and it's all just sitting here. Like there's granite sidewalks, gem encrusted curbs, like everyone's wearing satin or silk or velvet. It's like, it's the most amazing thing he could ever imagine. And everyone seems happy too. Yeah. He can't like understand it because out in like the cruel, harsh world, the real world Everyone would see these things and be like, these are super valuable. I'm going to be super greedy and try to keep this house or these beautiful clothes or whatever. And the Shaggy Man, like, asks the Tin Woodman, he's like, don't they work? And the Tin Woodman is like, no. I mean, like, if they didn't work, they do work. If they didn't work, like, how would we have buildings and clean clothes and food to eat? How would things be clean? Everyone just, like, has equal time for work and play. 
the Shaggy Man's super satisfied by this, and he's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, like, Ozma better let me stay here. Like, <laughs> he's this is trying my dream to stay place. too. He doesn't even want the 15 cents from the guy in Butterfield, you know? Yeah. Like, he just he this wants this future. utopia of like, no money, no death, no vanity. Like, he's yeah. so into it. It makes me wonder, though, he's getting all this from the Tin Woodman, and I'm like, the Tin Woodman is a fairy prince who doesn't eat, sleep, or do anything except for just get polished. So, like, he still knows. He does know, but I'm like, is this the guy who can tell you how happy everyone is? Because I feel like and honestly, some people are out of touch. The Tin, win, the tin Woodman's, uh, just his truth, I'm having a hard time believing lately. Yeah. <laughs> He's been a little wishy-washy. I guess that. So they come to the palace, and as they approach, the gates swing open, and the lion and the tiger carry them through the gates and up this jeweled driveway. And they finally come to a stop, like at the front steps of the palace. And Dorothy hops out, and she's like, "Honey, I'm home." (laughs) 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 She's like, "Stop!" Yeah, (laughs) but (laughs) all the servants are bowing, and at the head of all these servants who are bowing, greeting them, there is a young girl with dark hair, dark eyes, and she has a dress of silver and green. Who's that? Well. You're Dor- asking me? Yeah. I'm asking anyone who can answer. Who is that? Who's the servant? Who's the beautiful servant right at the front of all the servants? Who's our favorite servant? Jamila Jam. Not Jamila Jamil. Jalea Jam. Jalea Jam. There we go. Jamila Jamil Jam. (laughs) (laughs) And Dorothy runs up, says, oh, Jalea Jam, I'm so glad to see you. Like, where's Ozma? Ozma's in her room, Julia Jam tells us. And she's like, okay, Dorothy, go clean up, rest up, freshen up, and then Ozma would love to like see you for dinner. You know, just like pretty much every time we've come yeah. to Oz. Like, <laughs> go clean up in your beautiful Yeesh. apartments and then meet us for dinner. Yeah. And Dorothy clarifies when Ozma's actual birthday is, and it's the day after tomorrow. So Yet again, it seems like we just keep pushing it out. Like, I yeah. feel like we were told, oh, we'll be here, and then it's Austin's birthday. And then we're like, oh, well, I'll be here tomorrow, and then it's Austin's birthday. And now we're told yeah. even another day, and it's Ozma's birthday. It they just feels like they're really pushing it. supposed to get there at the same time as Ozma's birthday, mm-hmm. and then they stopped two more times. <laughs> I don't get it. But yeah, Dorothy asks where the Scarecrow is. And she is told by Julia that the Scarecrow has gone to the Munchkin country to get some fresh straw to stuff himself in honor of Ozma's celebration. And he'll be back tomorrow. Because, you know, he's been stuffed with money from the top of the real world. He's been stuffed with straw from probably all over the world and every place he's been. But for this, he better get Munchkin straw. Also, like, can we not... Fuck? Can we not ship Munchkin Straw to one of the most powerful men in the yeah wor- is world the word I would use in well, the I country would call in Oz country. yeah in the country I'll tell you it took Dorothy what three days to walk from deep in Munchkin Country to the Emerald City with dangers I know there's no money they could ship but it. I think an <laughs> invitation to Ozma's birthday party is enough for two people to carry a card of straw yeah to the well City. they all love Ozma so much they would literally do it just to please her absolutely that's in, the way it works apparently. so Jalea invites them all inside to the palace to show them their rooms for the night and the shaggy man 
he kind of like hesitates before entering the palace. He doesn't really know like what to do with himself. And Dorothy thinks like, oh my God, like I've never known the Shaggy Man to be ashamed of his looks before. But now that he's surrounded by all this splendor, he seems insecure. It seems like he feels out of place. It's a significant contrast. Dorothy Mm -hmm. goes up to the Shaggy Man and is like, hey, you're welcome here. You belong here. We're going into the palace. Hmm. It's so sweet. That is very sweet. Give him a little makeover. Give him a little haircut. Right. Let's get him washed up. <laughs> this is about to be what and not see to wear. His face. <laughs> oh my gosh. So he dusts himself off though. He takes a little rat or handkerchief out. He does have his shoes and like his jacket. And he enters the palace with them all. So the Tin Woodman and the TikTok, they already know where their rooms are. Like TikTok lives there. Tin Woodman is there fucking all the time. So they have like spaces to go. So they Sleep just over. They go, yeah, right? They're like, <laughs> I live here sometimes or always. So and they Dorothy go does too. Like Dorothy has her own room. She knows exactly where it is. But like she's still led to her apartment because she's a guest. And yeah. Button Bright goes with Yeah, her. she takes Button Bright. He's too little to have his own room. <laughs> yeah, because it's such um, a big place. But Jalea Jam like takes a look at Polychrome and she can tell that Polychrome is used to like lavish rooms and because she's a princess right you know what we're doing she's like um we're gonna go to one of the most splendid apartments we're taking you somewhere special she's giving 10 out of 10 service right now absolutely will come again yes uh and then there's nothing because that is the end of chapter 18 the emerald city okay and blake abrupt (laughs) what would you call that homecoming chapter 19 the shaggy man's welcome so the shaggy man has entered the palace he's standing in the great hall with his shaggy hat in his hands wondering what will become of him uh which is so dramatic but hey whatever um, the Shaggy Man is thinking how he's never been a guest in a fine palace no. or really honestly like anyone's Nowhere. home. Yeah. He's slept in haylofts and stables like he's used to being kept outside and everyone around him is dressed like they're in the Emerald City in the Palace of yeah. Ozma. They are fucking beautiful, Lavish. gorgeous <laughs> He's actually afraid he's going to be cast out of the palace. Oh my god! Yeah. So he's thinking what the Tin w- Woodman said about how people die. He thinks yeah. that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I <laughs> think they're going to the rip them way. apart. But good thing that the Tin Woodman is a liar. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, one of the servants yeah. does approach him, <gasps> and he gives a deep bow as if to a prince. And he says, sir, may I now such lead you to the Shaggy Man apartments? May I, sir? Oh. He just goes off with the all Shaggy the Shaggy Man, things. he's so embarrassed. But he's like, yeah, like, I'll follow you to my apartment. He thinks he's going to get killed. Though. Yeah, he's he like, like, yes, sir, know. for you, fine, please, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the servant takes him up a long staircase and down a long corridor. And they stop at a door and the servant opens it. And it leads into a beautiful apartment, and the servant tells the Shaggy Man to just make himself at home in Princess Ozma's palace. Yeah. They dine at seven, and he'll be back to help him get to the dining room. And do you need anything else? 
And the Shaggy Man's like, no, though I am much obliged. Thank you. And then he leaves him. And he's just standing there. He goes into his apartment and he just like doesn't move for several minutes, just taking it all in. It's one of the most beautiful apartments in the most beautiful palace in the world. And so he needs a minute to just chill yeah. and like That's how I marinate. feel after like a 10 hour shift. <laughs> oh, my cats are here. <laughs> Sit there, do uh, nothing. So the furniture in this room, it's gorgeous. There's thick rugs on the floor. There's beautiful tapestries hanging on the walls. Books, baubles. He's never seen so many things yeah. in one place. There's He's like, just like, yeah. e- there's, it's a rich environment. There's a perfumed yeah. fountain in the one corner. And in another corner, there's a bunch of like fresh fruit, including <laughs> the Shaggy Man's favorite. Apples. apples. <laughs> um, so he goes across the room to another doorway, which leads into the bedroom. And in the bedroom, there's this big, fluffy, comfortable bed with like nice sheets, colorful Ooh. comforters. At the end of that room is a changing room, which is full of an assortment of fresh clothing. Beyond that is a bathtub full to the brim. It's huge also. It like has it's like stairs a that go into it. Swimming pool size. He could, yes, he could swim in it, but it's just full of clear, like perfectly clean water. It's all beautiful. And so he stands there in amazement for a while. And then he's like bitch when the fuck am i ever gonna be able to do this again and he's like i need to take advantage of this and like get going so he takes his clothes off he bathes he swims a couple laps probably he's like luxuriating though he's he's like i'm gonna enjoy this for what it is which is the most insane thing yeah i love that after his bath he goes to the closets to pick out some clothes. Oh, I wonder how dirty that water was. <laughs> I bet. I okay, that was what I was thinking. It's like it's a swimming pool size. Though servants must drain it and refill yeah. it. Yeah, something. Um, so he looks in the closets. The clothing is all surprisingly shaggy, even though it's new and beautiful. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it still fits his style. His aesthetic. But it's gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He like he's then literally in the moment. Yeah, he's like, oh my god. I can be presentable and still be the shaggy man. Yeah, he Aww. takes like a big sigh. He's got tears in his eyes. Yeah. I'm in love with this moment. And Aww, so his love magnet is really working on us right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I feel it. I'm in love. So what he pulls out of the closet is this velvet suit and it's rose colored. And it's trimmed with like little bobtails and like fringes, basically. Uh, it has ruby buttons that have like shaggy golden edges around them. Uh, some shaggy cream colored stockings, which I guess must just be textured. Or maybe they have tassels at the end. Um, but And then some shaggy rose colored slippers with ruby buckles. Yeah. So he's decked out. So he gets himself dressed. He admires himself in the mirror for a minute. He's like, whoa, I haven't looked like this in a while. (laughs) Then he goes and finds this mother of pearl chest in the closet. And it's decorated with silver vines and flowers. And the flowers are made of like rubies. It's a gorgeous chest. (laughs) On the cover of the chest is a silver plate. And etched into it says, the Shaggy Man, his box of ornaments. Oh my god. And inside there are many beautiful accessories. They thought of everything. They did. And he pulls out 
this golden golden like pocket watch with this long chain it has a ruby pin that he like pins to his shirt mm. and it like it's perfect it's beautiful yeah, put some rings on his fingers yeah. he yes. brushes his hair and whiskers all the wrong way and he is feeling fly as hell oh, he is I like love i'm him. ready to meet the princess yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and he's just like eating the apples just like <laughs> yeah because he's ready for the princess he's still the shaggy man but he had a moment yeah and i'm like but also um, he is eating the apples and i'm like before dinner like so yeah, meanwhile while all of this is happening for the shaggy man dorothy gets Herself dressed in a gown of soft gray embroidered with silver, and then on Button Bright, she puts him in this blue and gold satin suit. Uh, I wish I got to dress up Button Bright. <laughs> He's like a doll. Al Frank Baum literally says that Button Bright looked as sweet as a cherub in this <laughs> suit. Um, and then Toto gets a little green ribbon tied around his neck. Dorothy can hardly wait, though. Like, Dorothy is like, I want to go see Ozma. My and BFF. So she just like gets Toto and Button Bright ready. She knows what to do with herself real quick and she gets the boys ready and she's like come on guys and they run down the hall to the drawing room where seated upon a beautiful green throne with green satin cushions is the lovely princess ozma happy birthday waiting eagerly to welcome her friend and that is the end <gasps> Whoa. <laughs> of chapter 9 and 10. I can't wait for the party. Oh, <sighs> just get ready. You have to wait two days, but <sighs> just get ready. Uh, but that is the end of chapter 19, the Shaggy Man's Welcome. And Blake, what would you call that? Here they are, folks. I just feel like everyone's looking stunning and feeling the same way. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good end, too. Thank you for listening to Oz Hour. Please join us next time as we continue with Chapter 20, Princess Ozma of Oz. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Oz Hour Podcast for the latest on everything Oz. Oz Hour, created and hosted by Blake Stone and Wyatt Swingham. Co-hosted by Hannah Aguirre. Audio production by Charlie Johnson. Theme music written and performed by Rudy Klobus. Cover art by Valentin Lucas.